0: All right, welcome into the Sayer Auto Group podcast. Uh, Zach Bennett, Nick Sayer. Today, we're going to be discussing the, the importance of positivity uh, in the sales profession uh, and how to kick out some negativity. Uh, we'll provide also some shout outs to uh, salespeople that are um, going out and crushing it this month uh, through some different examples of that. So we're excited. That's here on the episode of the Sayer Auto Group. All right. So Nick, uh, any anything that you'd want to talk about is showing some love to people, BMW or anywhere else that you, that you've been seeing?
1: Um, yeah, I do want to just kind of shout out the sales team as a whole, uh, Morgan and McKay challenge, all the salespeople to, um, take a few days to study up on EVs, um, especially the BMW models and, um, they quiz the salespeople on the BMW EVs that we have out right now, you know, asking them various different questions about their capabilities, what they can and can't do, what models they have, et cetera. Um, I think that was a really good opportunity to dive into some of the product knowledge um, for our sales guys. Um, some of them did better than others on the quiz. Um, but you know, ever since they did that quiz, I've noticed we've sold, you know, I want to say two or three EVs you know, a week or two after doing that. So that's just kind of a testament to, you know, when you study, you, you're informative on things, um, you know, that pays off, that pays off. So good job, BMW sales team, um, continue to make product knowledge a priority. Um, it does, and it will help you uh, become a better salesperson. So good job to the
0: whole team and continue to push yourselves in that, that category. Yeah, I think we've talked about product knowledge a ton in those uh, Saturday meetings, and I recently made a post on the sales training Instagram where the two benefits of it are increased confidence, like your ability to be very uh, confident in yourself of answering questions that customers are going to have, especially something as complex. And wide ranging as EV, I mean, you go from our brand to BMW to like the full electric, like Tesla, there's so many different yeah. types and so many different plugins and full electric. And it's not even a plugin, but there's still a hybrid component that if you're not well versed, you yeah. can feel kind of shaky. Yeah. Um, and then your communication will improve because you're just going to go out confidently say people are going to trust what you're saying because you know what you're talking about. So on that conversation, EVs, like kind of a side tangent, but how important do you think it is for the future of like people selling that they understand EVs and all the different components that will come with the batteries, whether they're plug in or or so on?
1: Well, I mean, it's obviously new technology to the industry as a whole. I know Tesla has been around for a little bit, um, but for the other manufacturers, um, you know, BMW has started rolling out their all electric cars, um, I know it sounds like Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, they have some coming down the pipeline. Um, I know we have our hybrids, but, you know, definitely is a big push from all manufacturers and, and, uh, you know, being educated about EVs is, is going to be critical for the success of our salespeople. Um, I know in Idaho, we sometimes have a mentality that, um, you know, we're way behind and, you know, this isn't going to hit us or affect us, but um, I think, I think it's coming a lot quicker than, than we think. And, the best thing that we can do is uh, industry and, and at our dealerships is be prepared for that. Um, whether that happens, you know, sooner than later, I, I don't have a crystal ball, but I do know that it's going to be important. And there's so much information on the internet about EVs that I think it's going to kind of um, benefit dealerships again and salespeople. Yeah. Um, if we haven't salespeople that are informative that understand that know what they're talking about, people are once again going to come to the dealer for you know a source of uh, information rather than, you know, looking at 45 different websites about, you know, EVs and everyone having a different opinion, come straight to the source and, and ask, uh, you know, the salespeople and, and get uh, some firm education on it. So I think it's going to benefit us if, you know, we take the time to educate ourselves um, and make it a
0: priority. Yeah, I think that the whole idea to make a priority <laughs> is important because I think on at least the Chrysler side, we've we've kind of put that off like they i think they first introduced like the e-torque in the hemis which was like a mild hybrid that helped it you know helped it perform a little bit better mpg and the auto stop start um but as we continue further down the line i know rick wallace uh the gm and chris Sayre, they went out to the chrysler like conference and Almost everything that they talked about was all the future of electric, whether it was a truck, Wagoneer, and so whether you 100% agree with it or not, it doesn't matter. If you're going to sell the product, you got to one know it, and then two uh, have a a like it enough that you then can sell it. So there's definitely benefits to it. Again, whether you're what other side you sit on, the doesn't really matter. If you're going to sell it, you better believe that that it's a good product and that it's worth selling to your customers. So. It's interesting it's all kind of going that way right. so kind of a side tangent that i know we didn't necessarily talk about but i think it's a big part of yeah, our future yeah. so
1: and i know I, nissan's got some electric cars too um you know bmw we have a couple models um if you have customers that are interested in electric um you know bmw has some great incentives right now nine ninety nine, $9 hundred dollars lease incentive on an ix you know so there's some pretty big money that is being thrown out there to try to spark some um, excitement around the EVs and get, get, uh, consumers, um, you know, somewhat interested in looking at them. So if you have the opportunity, take a look at the other brands, if you work somewhere else and, and, you know, take every chance you have to sell something, but we have, we do have a few full electric models. If you have customers that are yeah
0: leaning that way or even interested. So, Yeah, I think the first all electric car I ever drove in was the Nissan Leaf, I think back in like in 2014, (laughs) 2015. I don't know if that's when it first came out, but those were the first ones I remember seeing. So they've been in the game for a long time over there at Nissan. Um, So on our end, I just wanted to provide uh, a little love to to Rod Diaz. Uh, Last month, we have a sales competition that we do at Chrysler, um, uh, at the Chrysler store. And he won, uh, beat all the salesmen, had the most volume, was very successful, and he's followed that up with another real strong month has been the leader on that sales competition every month uh same with the volume and so uh for him you know me and him had a lot of great talks it was a rocky start for him at the beginning and it kind of the reason i want to bring him up because it kind of goes into what we're going to talk about today with positivity negativity uh he had kind of a mind shift mind change and, and and since then he's just been been killing it and it's been cool to see him um, kind of groove in, in a really steady groove and selling really well. So wanted to show some some love to Rod there. Nice um, work Rod. As we recorded this, I had to grab the spare key for one that he just sold. We just wrapped up one as he was, nice. uh, as we were about to begin. So good job Rod. Um, awesome. So kind of to open up that point, of, um, the segment one I had labeled as positivity versus negativity. Obviously they go hand in hand. So the question I ask you Nick is, um, how have you seen positivity and negativity, you know, affect uh, a salesperson? We'll be very specific on it um, since you've been working here.
1: Um, well, I mean, for most of us, we understand that sales definitely has its highs and lows. So with that, there's going to be positive experience. There's going to be some negative experience. Um, and, you know, a lot of that is, is uh, you know, self-inflicted sometimes as well, though. So. Um, on the positive side of things, um, when you're selling cars and you're making money, you know, there's a lot to be positive about. <laughs> it's pretty easy to be excited about, you know, coming to work when you have deals lined up, when you have customers to work, um, when you have things in the pipeline. Um, and, you know, you're going to make money and it's going to be a good month. It's it's pretty easy to, to uh, stay positive. Um, but it's those other months that, you know, you don't have a lot um, lined up. You don't have a lot of customers. Um, lined up to, you know, buy cars or whatever that that's when the negativity kind of starts to set in. Um, and there's definitely, there's definitely, uh, you know, the highs and lows that come with it. So, um, I'm trying to think of a specific example of, of it. Um, I don't know. Do you have any anything off the top of your heads, zach Yeah, you know, like I think
0: out? for for guys here, you know, I think the first example. I think I think when you work in sales in general, like you said, the highs and lows are are bound to come at any point. I did I did summer sales. I did door to door for three years, and when you talk about a mental grind of like knocking on two hundred doors, I don't think is any different than. Uh, taking, you know, four or five ups where, you know, maybe you get them on a test drive, but you're not getting them to commit to buy a car. It's the same amount of stress because with every interaction, your hopes rise to a certain level. And then when they don't buy, no matter where they were at in the process, they come crashing down to a little bit. So I think the ones that become really good are the ones that can compartmentalize the stress of needing to sell with approaching every situation, with like a clean slate, if that makes sense. Like not letting past experiences with customers negatively affect their viewpoint on a person that's coming through the door. Okay. You know, and I think we see it with uh, salespeople who sell for a while. They think that they can start to pick out people on the lot, people who walk in the building and they can say, I don't wanna to talk to that person, I'm actually busy. Like they can feel like they can start to understand who's gonna buy and who's not gonna buy. And when you start to become calloused in that way, um, whether you think it's negative or not, it's inherently causing you to be negative about people because you're saying, I know more about the people coming in that they're not going to buy, which then reduces the amount of opportunities that you have, which in, fe- in effect reduces the amount of sales that you're going to get. And so, you know, fighting against become getting callous, I think, as a car salesperson is one of the toughest things to do because you have to approach every single person, no matter if they're walking in to go to service, whether they're walking in and immediately say, I'm not going to buy a car today. You know, that, that great one liner yeah. and be like, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Everyone says that when they come in um, and, and approach it like this is a person they're at least enough interested to come in. So I got to approach this and, you know, in the process that I've outlined. Makes sense um
1: yeah to go kind of go along with that you know i think a lot of people can can sense you know positivity negativity to our customers you know when they're coming in um you know if you're if you have that positive um vibe or um i don't know what the word is if you have that positive positivity though i feel like people can sense that though. absolutely and that's going to help with your with your sales process um and it's gonna you know overall help your success rate if you're negative and people can sense that um you know you're not going to find a lot of success so it's kind of it kind of compounds i think so if you're positive from the start um and if you have that positive attitude no matter what um you're i think you'll find yourself a lot more successful than than uh you know you're when you're in a negative situation and you let that negativity compound i think it just continues to get worse and worse you know so um sometimes it takes a little bit of a, a wake up call. Some, maybe somebody needs to call you out or wake you up and, and, you know, snap you out of that mindset. And, and, uh, you know, that's, that's part of sales though. You know, we've all probably been at at, uh, both highs and lows at some point in our career. And, and, uh, You know, sometimes a little wake up call isn't such a bad thing. So,
0: yeah, no, I think what you what you mentioned, like that transfer energy is is real and people that don't believe in it. Like they just when you're working in a sales environment, whether they come in cold, if you approach them positively, kind of warm, that transfer energy is going to happen no matter how like callous or guarded they're trying to be. The more warmth you present and we go back to the product knowledge portion of it, the more that you can answer their questions confidently that the more transfer trust is gonna happen. Yeah. It's the people that go through the motions, like, yeah, I'll pull that car up, you know, and they bring it up and it's, you know, it's like a you're presenting the vehicle, but you're not digging deep to find what really matters to the customer. They're gonna sense that. And there's, you know, salesmen that I've come, you know, that have worked here since, since I've been here that I've noticed, you know, there's been customers that have left reviews that have said, you know, I stopped by, the car is great, but it didn't seem like anyone wanted to sell me a car. Right, and if you don't think customers, you know, truly believe that, into that yeah, sure. it, they they, as much as customers come in and say like, I, I don't want to be sold, they want to feel wanted yeah. in return. It's you know, I mean, I I don't care how many times I go like into Foot Locker or into like Dick's or Owl's or whatever. Like, yeah, I don't really want someone to come up. And ask me if I need anything because I already know what I'm going to tell them. Yeah. But I don't not want it. Like, because I'll be walking around, like, I you know, maybe I finally find the shoe I want. I'm like, is anyone going to ask me if I didn't get a shoe <laughs> for me? Yeah. Then you got to track someone down and, and negatively it's going to affect you. Yeah. Um, and so people want their business to be appreciated and they yeah. want to be like kind of chased in yeah. a way.
1: And I can relate to that too. I mean, anytime I go TV shopping, my wife always gives me such a hard time because she's like, why don't you just go to Sam's Club? or costco to buy the tv it's probably the same tv at half the price because i always go to the to that merlin's tv oh yeah, yeah, yeah and i feel like just the like the uh i don't know what it is about the place but as soon as you walk in there you know you're typically greeted by one of their sales guys they're hungry to sell you something mm-hmm. and there's something about that that i feel like i know i'm probably paying more for the tv than if i went somewhere else but it's just the the experience that goes along with it. It's like the excitement that they build around it. They they're knowledgeable. You know, you can ask them about any single TV there. They'll tell you what it is. If it's, if it's what you're looking for, if there's a better option, Um, you're not going to get that same treatment. If you go to a Sam's club or, or a Costco, they're just going to say, those are our TVs in the boxes, <laughs> you know, tell us which one you want. So yeah, absolutely. it's just kind of funny. Cause it's almost like I'm paying for, I'm paying to get sold, but it's, you know, I, I think that can relate a lot to the, to uh, car sales as well. You know, people can, at the end of the day, if they want, they can go on auto trader or, or uh car max or whatever, and order yeah. a car straight to their door. But, and some do, and some people like that, but I think for the majority, people like to come in and they like to talk to people. that are excited about the same things that maybe they're excited about. Yep. So being able to tap into that, um, and be positive and, and uh, excited about what you're showing them. Um, like I said, I think that ha- that has something to say um, for for your sales success. And, and uh, you know, typically the most challenging customers, the ones that maybe you do prejudge and like, oh man, this guy's he's not going to buy anything. That uh, he ends up buying something, and yeah, it was maybe difficult. Those customers tend to be the most loyal ones afterwards, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And uh, those are the most rewarding ones, in my opinion.
0: So I think yeah, touching on a couple of things that you said there, because, um, you know, going back to that post of like the increased confidence that you have in answering people's question will naturally allow you to be more positive about every interaction because you're not going to get you know in our demographic an inl guy that comes in and asks the specific questions about how a nissan leaf operates on the ev side of it instead of, kind of or the new i think it's is it a Riva on the nissan side but you know aria, aria yeah. perfect so They, when you come in and they, and they're technical and they have very detailed questions instead of shying away and and maybe not being so confident in your answers, you, you come out with kind of an energy that is exciting and you're ready to answer the questions, which then feed into, you know, where we've said, and I said it in today's Instagram post of where, um, outside of people's homes. And I said this a ton, uh the car loan is typically people's biggest purchase. So not many people like to treat it like they're checking out Amazon where they do go online, get it yeah. all done, have a ship to their house. <clears throat> they want to go in and it, for a lack of a better term, they want to be wind and dine. They want to feel like they're, they're getting a great experience yeah. that they're working on a deal and that they won the deal. Um, and if you make it all a, a happy and exciting experience while pairing it with the product knowledge, then they're only going to come back to you right. like if you compare a great experience of buying a car where you were happy to do it and they, were, they had a great transaction and they know that service related any technical questions any product questions they can come straight back to you then you have a customer for life like right. you said because because of if you would went into merlins and the wrong salesperson was working that first time and they didn't do any of that you're like why am I here? Look at this, this markup. I'm just going to go somewhere else. Right. But because you were treated in a singular way, uh, that has allowed you to go back over and over again. Right. So you never know the effect that you'll have on a person's first time at our dealership. Um, and so you got to make sure that you treat them with the utmost care because they are, say, your auto group's customer. They were paid through advertising through different ways to be there. And and that has a lot of cost to it. So you got to yeah. treat it uh, with as much care as possible.
1: Right. So on the flip side then you had on there you know so with the uh
0: negativity you know how have you seen negativity affect your
1: salespeople for the better for the worse
0: yeah i think there's i think the negativity is twofold because i think there's like outward negativity where guys have started to check out and they start making excuses uh for every little thing in the car industry and we've all worked with people in this profession or other professions where the bosses, the the building, the you know, in our, the inventory, the customers, everything's wrong. It's nothing to do with the individual. It has to do everything with every other factor: the economy, the wars happening. You know, go down the list. COVID, like there's just so many different things that you could pull out of the hat. And I think my opinion of it is, is that it is so easy to be negative. Yeah. it's the easiest decision you can make. Excuse making is excuse making is the easiest thing you can do it's harder to find positivity sometimes, and it's harder to, to drown that out. And so that's why I think you have people that revert to that so much, because it's harder to look in the mirror after an up, um, and say, okay, I did, not, um, I did not do great in fact finding there. I didn't find the three hot buttons. And so, yeah, that customer says they weren't here to buy today, but I didn't make it any easier on myself. It's harder to do right, that than right. to say, why is this guy coming in and saying if he's going to buy in the winter? Like, it makes no sense. You just yeah. wasting my time yeah. and, and go on. So I think you have that outward negative and then you have like you kind of mentioned the going through the motion type where they're just, you know, whether it's outside stuff in life or just the energy level is just not there that they're not engaged in those interactions. And I don't think that's quite outward negatively, but it still is negatively impacting your performance. So I don't know what you have off of that, but I just kind of think those are two different examples that I kind of think of when I think of negativity. Yeah,
1: um, you know, as you stated at the beginning of the podcast, I mean, there's gonna be times of positivity and there's gonna be times of negativity. um, And it's just kind of how you handle those individual um, phases of of the sales uh, cycle. Um, a lot of the, the, uh, things that you mentioned there about negativity are, are most of the time they're out of your individual control, right? Whether yeah. that's inventory, um, weather, uh, time of year, what month it is, you know, some of those things are, are just out of your control and there's what's nothing, going on in yeah, the White House. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. None of that, um, is anything that you can change, right? So that's when you got to take a look in the mirror and figure out ways that you can become creative and make make the most out of the situation that uh, that that's put in front of you you know um at bmw you know we've we have struggled a little bit more with uh, new car inventory um and it is easy to you know go down that rabbit hole of you know we don't have any cars that's why we're not selling anything and you know it's it's easy to go down that and start making excuses for you know some of our perfor- performance at times um but you know sitting around and, and, you know, being negative about things that are out of our control isn't going to change anything. Right. But like you said, I think sometimes that's a comfort that we fall into, um, as as human nature, but, um, it's important as managers, as salespeople to realize that, um, that's not a place that you want to reside. You know, negativity is not a mindset that, uh, that, you know, drives any performance or, uh, progress, um as a dealership or individually. So finding, you know, realizing that you're in a negative state or if if you're you know, somebody again calls you out for for uh if they notice that you're being negative all the time, um, you know, don't take it personal. It is gonna happen. It's just a matter of, you know, how you how you uh take on that negativity and and switch your mindset. So that's that's kind of a yeah a key area that you know people need to realize um especially in sales that it's gonna happen. And, you know, it's just what, how, how are you going to overcome that negativity? How are you going to take that negative and turn it into a positive, um, and push yourself to, you know, get over whatever, you know, objective, uh, objection that you're currently encountering. Um, but that's kind of my two cents on that.
0: No, I think that's perfect. Like the controllables versus the non-controllables in life. I think at the heart of some time to distinguish, Yeah, you know, because, yeah would it be great if x y and z were more in line with what would allow us to be successful yeah i would love if the manufactured employee pricing and everything interest yeah. rates were yeah. 1.9 yeah. or shit you know uh whatever the case may be would <laughs> be better for for all of us but that's not how things have come together um and so what we're given is what we're given and, and what you do with it determines you know how successful you're going to be and so what i always try to, to ask the salespeople is like okay yeah. The foot traffic may be a little bit down today. It's a Tuesday. You know, we're at one o'clock. I mean, you know, sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Have you made your calls? Have you made a social media post? Have you reached out to, you know, past customer to see if they understand their vehicle? Have you asked for referrals? Like there's things you can do that maybe at the time are like, what is this going to drum up at the current moment? I'm not saying you'll get a sell that day from it, but repeated actions over time will build into something that'll allow you to have future success, you know, and in in car sales. And I think in sales in general, what you do today, feeds you in seven to 10 days is typically, it's not, you know, doing anything for you now, but being busy and going through the same activities and process will allow you to have opportunities down the road. You know, like, you know, we, me and Rick Wallace actually talked about this, this past Saturday, because for whatever reason, we, we didn't have, you know, typically Saturdays are heavy traffic and, you know, more so than usually have people driving on the lot. It was really quiet over at the, at the Chrysler side. And so, you know, we were talking about, and it's like, you know, us as a sales team, have we got to be way more active of trying to set appointments for Mm -hmm. Saturday because your best Saturdays are when you have four or five appointments, then you have people roll in and all of a sudden as a, as a team, you sold seven to 10 because, you had preset ones and then because you worked all week to make it busy, but yeah. then you had people roll in. And so I think we, as a, as a, you know, I, I'm speaking on the Chrysler side, you know, I know that we can be way more diligent in being busy, you know, yeah. not, not so much talking and being pals, which there is time for that because it's good to work in an environment that we can have that type of conversation. But I think if, you know, we're all here to make money, we're all here to sell cars, we're all here to be busy. We got to make sure that we're staying busy and staying, you know, true to what is going to make us future success. Yeah.
1: So, what are some uh, what are some ways from in your life, Zach? That it, I mean, you've done sales for a little while. Um, you know, what are some negative situations that you found yourself in? How were you able to get out of those funks? Essentially, what did you do to reset yourself? Or, yeah, what are some good ideas for our sales guys? The to good good uh, ideas to
0: to snap out of their negative mindset yeah i think it happened twice and you mentioned this like having a like honest conversation with someone that you trust whether it's a manager you know other salesperson uh the two times when i was knocking on doors i remember i hit my third day without selling i knocked on i think it was like 560 doors in a row you know i didn't talk to everyone at all those doors else i'd be the worst salesperson alive but i had knocked on 500 some odd doors didn't sell anything i was feeling really low and i had a conversation with the guy who brought me out as my first year selling. And, you know, he, I went through a pitch with him and he made three or four corrections of like the word track was wrong. My, you know, presentation of this, you know, certain air element was a little bit off. And, you know, a few doors later, after having that honest conversation, being willing to work through some of my issues, I was able to get a sell. And it was the same here at the crisis store. When I first started selling, I hit like, I think I was like six, day, six days without selling. And I had you know, plenty of write-ups and opportunities to get that done. Um, I had a conversation with Rick Wallace and I said, I don't know what's going on. And so then he had me go through a pencil with him. I kind of presented it to him. He gave me an ejection and he fixed a couple of my things as well. And so for me, what works really well is just going to someone and being like, let me bounce this off of you and let me know what you think. And using that as a soundboard, sometimes they'll catch things or hear things that just sound a little bit off that allow you to allow to get fixed that, you know, will allow you to get, you know, those processes fixed so that you can have future success. Yeah, that's so. a good,
1: I mean, that's a good point. Having a good relationship with your managers um, and, and you know, holding your managers accountable too to hold one-on-ones um, with the sales crew, I think it's a good opportunity to, you know, point out areas and, and work on, you know, maybe areas that you think you might be doing well. Um, but when somebody from, from a different perspective, you know, when someone else is listening to it, um, maybe it's not coming across the same as what yeah. you think right so um ha- taking that time to uh you know bounce it like you said bounce ideas or or processes off your managers or or other salespeople too um and and asking for advice and and uh you know being humble enough to you know take advice whenever you whenever it's needed you know is a is a great way to snap out of those funks and a good opportunity to, to help build, strengthen relationships, yeah, um, strength too. and trust, yeah. you know, between one another. Um, you know, we have a lot of people that have been in the business for a long time. Um, they've seen every, every type of scenario possible. Um, and they've probably dealt with it in good ways and dealt with it in bad ways. So, um, you know, use the people around you as a resource to be better. Um, but you know, if you've been here for a long time, or you think you know it all you know take a step back and you know it's not it's not a bad idea to to uh humble yourself and uh you know always open your open yourself up to uh become better and and open yourself up to criticism and and perfect your skills so um that's a that's a great that's a great way to to you know get out of those negative ways um have somebody help you along the way
0: yeah how about for you like when you know whether like in, in your management, I know that, you know, having been being in the management position for a while, how have you, like, I know inherently we become negative too about situations, mm-hmm. but how have you gotten out of them as well when you're not so much pitching people, but now you're on the other side of it? Um, that's a, I mean, sometimes
1: I think you just kind of got to take, like I said, take a step back um, and uh, just ask yourself why, you know, why we, why am I focusing so much on the negativity? What good is that going to do? Cause it is, you know, it's very easy to go, go down that rabbit hole and, and, uh, you know, misery loves company, you know? So if you bring somebody, (laughs) you know, start talking to another manager or salespeople and you're just like, man, it's so slow. There's no traffic. There's nobody wants to buy cars. I don't know what's going on. La, la, la. it's, it's easy to get, get, uh, get down. And you know, that, uh, that's just detrimental to the whole store. So sometimes you just got to take it for me, you know, sometimes I just need to take a step back and, and, uh, just tell myself, you know, just knock it off, you know, quit being, quit focusing on the negative and, and let's look for some of the positives and, and kind of just start over. Right. Um, every month's different. Every, every day has new challenges. Um, there's no reason to let, you know, certain things affect your entire day or your entire month. So, um, if you find yourself, if I if you find yourself going down that path and just, you know, negative about everything in your life, you know, whether that's sales or, or home life or whatever it is, you know, just take a step back, um, and, and just think about all the good things that are going for you. You know, yeah. there's, there's a lot of good out there. So um, it's kind of just a mindset change for me. Um, that's worked well for me is just to, um, you know, sometimes take a day off. If you need to talk to a manager or someone back, like, listen, I'm, I got to clear my mind a little bit. I need to, I need to reset myself. Um, I don't think anybody's going to fight you on that, you know, but taking, taking a little self time to clear your mind, um, to, you know, invest thinking about positive things in your life is a good start for me. It's worked well for me and allowed me to, you know, shift my mindset anytime that I feel like I'm, you know, leaning too far to the negative side of things.
0: Yeah. One of the uh, kind of the uh, Tyson Wallace gave me a book called the no complaining rule by John Gordon. And one of the quotes I laughed out of it, it was from Lou Holtz. So he quoted him in the book, Lou Holtz, great uh, college football coach back in the day. Uh, he said, don't complain. Uh, and I thought the stat was funny. 80% of the people you complain to don't care. And the other 20% are glad that you have problems. <laughs> um, and there are two main reasons why people complain one, because they're feel fearful and helpless and two, because that had become a habit. So uh the 20 percent, you know that are happy they have it, and the 80 percent that don't care I, I think that's a pretty good uh, yeah, depiction yeah, sure. of and i think the number one thing like you said misery loves company uh two complainers getting together drawing each other down is no good um but they're happy that the other person has problems too that they can you know that yeah. they can share and relate to so i think that you hit it right on the head i think taking a step back clearing your head and to go back to who i shout out at the beginning i know that he um, has had a lot of success. And Rod, we had a you know great conversation two months ago where he said, you know what? I, I just need a day. I, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. I just feel kind of negative about it. I need a day to reassess and I'll be right back to it. Ever since then, he's been phenomenal. Yeah. And I think the you know, the last thing I'll say on that is usually what you need to do is you've been successful at this before. You've had success in sales before. Sometimes the best thing you can do is analyze what what am i doing now that i that, I'm, that i that i'm not doing that i was doing when i was successful right and 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 be like okay like i'm missing this part i'm missing this part i need to do this and do this and that'll allow you to be like okay i've done this i have the confidence that i can be successful at this i just need to go back to my roots i got too pride, you know prideful yeah. which always ends up being the things you're not humble <laughs> enough to admit again, going back to reassessing why you're, why you're kind of failing. And so you allow yourself to be negative. So have confidence in yourself, go back to when you're successful, analyze that and introduce those things back into your process. And you'll be right back to, to selling cars in, yeah. in no time.
1: And another thing on that too, is, is if you are around people that are, you know, negative and talking negative or bad about things, you know, don't participate and don't get sucked into that, you know, be, yeah. the, be the bigger person in that situation. And, and you know put an end to it into it It's like hey why why are we focusing on on issues that we can't control you know let's let's look at the positives that we got going for us let's figure out ways to capitalize on the the opportunities that, that we have ahead of us um but you know don't feed into the negative conversations because that's when you get sucked in and then that's when i just feel like morale as a whole starts to trend in the, the, the wrong direction so yeah. so be the bigger person because it's going to happen there's going to be times when you're the negative person there's going to be times when uh, the people around you are negative and, and, uh, you know, take that as an opportunity to, to, uh, shift the mentality and, 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 uh, you know, be the better person in that, in that situation. And, and, you know, don't, don't participate in negative thoughts or, or, uh, um, or feed into excuses and that kind of stuff. You know, that, 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 doesn't bring any, um, that doesn't bring any solutions for anybody. It just, it just, again, kills morality as a whole, you know, you might think it's only affecting you, but if you start diving into it with everybody else, then before you know it, the whole team's, you know, on the same page that you know business is slow, there's nothing going on, and then you know sales sales start to plummet. You know, so so uh, the best thing you can do is just try not to engage in that kind of stuff. I know it's going to happen, but when it does, or if you're presented in that situation, just you know, change the mindset and say let's let's not focus on that. Let's focus on positive positive things that we actually can control and, and uh, you know it'll be a better outcome
0: yeah and I think overall like my you know kind of my thought on it is you can't fill from an empty bucket yeah and so you know we spend a lot of time at work but we all, you know majority of our time in our life is you know outside and so if you're not doing things that are fulfilling you if you're not doing things that are bringing positive and happiness into your life then there's no way to do it at work because yeah. it is a stressful job I don't think anyone's going to argue against that. Um, and it is something that requires like your full mental focus to be able to uh, approach every person fresh, go through an entire sales process that sometimes can take four or five hours. Like they can be pretty time consuming and you have to be mentally engaged. And so if your bucket is empty outside of work, you're not going to be successful in work. You're going to get burnt out. You're going to feel tired and you're going to just become negative mm-hmm. overall. And so, you know, that, I, I know that in my life, I've, I've tried to make that a really big focus and I've seen. Um, big changes in my life from that. And so I can speak from a place where uh, you know in my you know personal life, I was you know, wasn't the most productive. I was pretty lazy and then I just felt um, like it crept into much you know entire part of my work. But ever since I've started to try to make changes in my life, i've I've seen a definite shift in my ability to come in energized, come in happy, come in focused. Um, not mean that it's going to happen every day right away sometimes you got to come in slap yourself in the face and and have a wake-up call like you said an honest conversation but it can lead into something good so sweet um that's all i have zach yeah perfect thanks
1: for the uh discussion and hopefully you guys enjoyed the the uh, podcast um we'll see you next week awesome thanks nick thanks